stage you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. This is stage you. Hello to all our dads out there and hello to all our moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. You are listening to our weekend recap. We are recording on Monday, November 1st, 2021. Thank you for checking out our pod. Uh, We're going to talk about the weekend in football. We got a uh, hilarious college football bad beat. We got plenty of NFL to talk about. We got a contest recap to talk about. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade U Sports. Uh, that's where you'll get all the Fade Den plays, which after last weekend, we're hoping are going to turn around in November. And uh, let's see, who do I want to start with? My name is Matthew James, and I have all my dads here. Now, I was blacked at a wedding yesterday. A lot of family events over the weekend, so I'm going to lean on all my fathers here. Tell me recap some football. We got uh, Chris Duke and Joe in the house. Fresh off the big Fresno State win. Chris, did you get on the Jumbotron? We all saw your dancing. It's all over Twitter. Your uh, your lovely wife loved it. (laughs) Uh, Were you trying to get on the big screen there, big boy? Yeah, I wish it was uh, more of a neutral site game. I guess that's their home field, so it was all favored towards the Aztecs. I should have borrowed an Aztec shirt. Maybe I would have made it. They didn't want any Bulldog uh, dancers on there. (laughs) I was showing people I was with that night, the dancing. Cause I think Joe, I think you sent it to me. You, uh, no context. It was just the video context really wasn't needed. Cause it's just Chris Duke and someone was watching it and they said, that's, that's how a child dances. Like they just move. There's not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Chris, uh, hopefully you fuck better than you dance. I'm just... <laughs> I was just going to say he just mimics what he's got in the bedroom. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> just do it horizontal, I guess. Just, I mean, Kyle, you kind of dance. You just kind of like gyrate sometimes. And that's that's all it is. You just got to jump up and down and, you know, get your all that angst out. It's fun. I mean, yeah. dancing at a football game is definitely different than, you know, dancing at a wedding, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, we, don't, say, we don't. We don't. We'll have unit the shame. footage soon, so we'll see all your guys' moves. <laughs> oh god! We don't. We don't. Hey. We don't dance shame like we don't yeah. unit shame, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was getting to. There we go. Uh, well, Chris, how about let's start with Den. Uh, good week for for Fade Den. I think it was a little over plus twelve units. I mean, he he pretty much was bad throughout the entire week, and despite it getting a little scary yesterday morning when the Rams were just absolutely obliterating Houston, we can just remind people one of the reasons that Den won't win is because he always gets the worst number. Anyone who bet Rams earlier in the week at minus 14, minus 15 was a winner, but of course Den bets Sunday morning, so he gets 17. Texans get the two-point conversion, cover the full and then loses on that. He lost everything in the afternoon yesterday and then went one and two. So hopefully this is the beginning of the regression. Yeah, we started out hot last week on Monday night. Um, he was all over the cards. Uh, it went Packers to under. Or sorry, that was a Thursday. He was all over the, um, the Saints on Monday night, and we got the Seahawks to the under. So it started out great. Then Thursday was great. And Saturday, Sunday was great. So uh, just all in all, a great week. 
We like to see that. Hopefully uh, we can continue that this week. I don't know. I kind of asked him tonight about what he likes. Of course, his two-word answer uh, or three-word answer was over and Chiefs. Shocker there. Uh, so we'll see if he actually uh, texts me his legit plays. All in all, October, when we tweeted this out earlier today, October, not great. It was like minus 14 units overall for Fade Den. But really, all the damage was limited. And, and just, a, I think it was like three days total where he just did really well. I mean, you count up the, the winning days versus the losing days. Dennis probably had fewer winning days throughout the month, but the losing days were just really bad. So we're going to hope that those go away. We have a strong November. We still got a long way to go in football season. And, uh, and we'll see what happens with Fade Den. But, Chris, sometimes when you bet on poop, you get a double-digit dog winning outright. We talked about Mike White on Friday's pod. You took the Jets in your contest. You know the sports book. Love to see poop coming through, eliminating every teaser, every parlay. Probably almost 50% of the remaining survivor field. Vegas finally got what they wanted. Yeah, I made the case for it on uh, on our pod, our Friday pod. Um, I said, you know, is Mike White really, you know, seven points worse than Zach Wilson, who has not been playing well at all? I said, I'm going to bite the bullet. You know, my dad, of course, Freck loves poop like me. My dad was shocked we were on the Jets because we got killed by the Patriots the week before. But sometimes you got to go back to the old well and take them. And that was a that was a successful one. On the other side, Kyle, you and I took the bait. We're on the Bengals, laying double digits. I don't think they'd been that big of a favorite in a very, very, very long time. Now, Chris talks about how he talked to the Jets. Cincinnati was up 11 with under five minutes left. Win probability-wise for the Jets is probably, what, less than 4% at that point? Yeah, probably. Probably check on ESPN. I'd say 5% at max. Just a rough one. I mean... But I guess if you're looking at the Bengals and you're looking at their outlook, they're still a team that a lot of people likes. I mean, that was a that was a potential trap spot with the third straight road game off of a big blowout win in your division. Maybe it was a, a better stay away for those reasons. But again, you can't hate the pick when you're covering with under five minutes left. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate. I mean, it, just the last four weeks, it's just fitting. It's just is what it is. Um, you know, 31, 26 Burrow gets pressured, throws a pick. I, you know, it's going to happen. You usually it happens not in our favor on things like that is, is what it's starting to feel like though, but they'll bounce back. Uh, I'll probably say screw it and play them next week against the Browns. Yeah. I love that play, by the way, love that play. Yeah, and on the flip side, Kyle, you talk about not getting the breaks. Joe, I mean, you're on the Bills minus 14, and that's a one-possession game almost the entire way. And then, I mean, the Bills just kind of take over and, and end up covering the 14. It's like, just talk about needing those breaks to be successful in this kind of pick-five contest. Oh, yeah, within like a five-minute span, I'm texting the group chat like, oh, I'm going to go 0-4 in the fucking early window. Oh, wait, I'm going to go 2-2. Oh, wait, I'm going to go 0-4. Oh, wait, I actually went 2-2. Everything was just changing so fucking fast with the, yeah. I mean, it is, like the Consig always says, nobody knows shit. Like Carson Wentz sucks cock, so he hooked it up and got me that cover. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but no, I do have to apologize to everybody that listened to this and, and listened to it. 
anything I said about the Lions because I missed that <laughs> one by about 35 fucking points. So not a big deal, but, uh, you know, shit happens. It was full goof in that game. I mean, do you, Joe, do you just chalk that one up to, like, bad pick, move on? I mean, is there anything to take away from that result? Obviously, the Eagles aren't that good. The Lions are pretty shitty. I mean, what? how do you – how do you assess that one? It's just one of those games, man. Like shit happens. Like there's no really explaining it. Like if they played again next weekend, they're not going to lose by 35 again. So it's just, you know, well, it is what it is, man. You just chalk it up as an L and move on and try to make a better decision next week. That's just the, sometimes if you bet poop, you get poop. There you go. Neil, do you want to talk about the ending in Florida state Clemson from Saturday? Fuck no. I have nothing to say about that game. It was absolutely miserable. I love how you said that it was, we have a hilarious, thanks Matt. Matt Matt opens the show saying, we have a hilarious ending to a college football game. I'm sitting here, you know, ready to slip my wrist after the end of that game. Matty thinks it's hilarious. So real quick. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, I said, I said on Wednesday's pod that Clemson shouldn't be laying nine and a half to anybody and my exact words i believe was i'm waiting to try to get 10 but i will take nine and a half if that's what it is before kickoff i never saw 10 i only saw nine and a half so saturday morning i booked nine and a half i am feeling very comfortable all day this is this game was within a possession the whole way through um never was really was really scared we're going down Four seconds left in the in the football game. Clemson is up by four. Florida State has the ball. We'll have one final play, little heave ho. They are at Florida State is at Florida State's 33 yard line. So they're not up at the goal. They're at the 33. One last play. They throw a pass out to the 45. It gets completed. And then slowly everything just starts to go backwards. And it continues to go backwards and backwards. And these laterals keep going back. And finally, there's an overthrown lateral that the Clemson defender picks up at the four-yard line, falls into the end zone. The game ends with zero seconds, and it is an even 10-point Clemson win. One of the worst bad beats. You see these every now and then a couple times a year. I think it's the first time I've actually ever been on the wrong side of it, and it was not an enjoyable weekend in the slightest. Again, I wasn't really I wasn't able to watch much football over the weekend, but I remember seeing the text thread or the text come in. And did you say never betting again after that happened? Done. I I mean I did say that. That's exactly what I said. I that probably lasted about three hours, but yeah, we know we know that's not actually going to happen because we're all degens here. But I mean, holy shit, that's a bad beat. Uh that's the one that's gonna make you wanna just Throw up, throw your phone. Kyle, throw everything. I mean, that's, I mean, that is that's as bad pretty as much it gets. equivalent. Pretty Don't much equivalent the to the Texan one, huh? Like, I mean, for them to score twenty-two unanswered with less than nine minutes to go, or some shit like that, Texan betters are. I mean, Rams betters are beyond themselves. I think the Texans is a worse bad beat, but it's still fucking insane. Like, to recover me, the onside, yeah. the two point. Conversion. Yeah, that like yeah. the chances of them scoring twenty two in the fourth fucking quarter versus one <laughs> dumbass play. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that was fucked. 
they're both the same in the fact that like one team was covering the entire game and the other wasn't. And then that, that play, you know, the last score caused it to go haywire. I mean, Vikings too. Vikings had no business not covering on Sunday night, but here we are. Do we want to talk about that one at all? Because that's one where the DAC news didn't really come out until middle of the week where it seemed like, okay, he's really in doubt and really might not play. The contest had to lay, they had to hang a line. They ended up still making Dallas favored. Minnesota ends up in the contest consensus. And anybody want to touch on what happened with that one? Again, I wasn't watching. I was chugging wine, getting blacked and making a fool of myself on the dance floor. And then I saw the score. I'm like, oh my God, Minnesota didn't even win. What happened? The, I think uh, the quarterback that makes $35 million a year just fucking sucked. And the one making <laughs> half a mil a year outplayed the shit out of him. So, I mean. I think you mean Cedric Wilson just outplayed both quarterbacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, that was embarrassing. You're getting like, – because you we had to put that in the fucking contest just because the line, you're getting five points of value just on that one line. So, you know. It is what it is. Everybody covers. So whatever. Fuck them. Chris, you want to talk about how after Mike White covers yesterday, Cooper Rush covers last night, quarterbacks making their first NFL start now since 2018 are 23 and 14 against the spread. You want to explain maybe why that's the case? Trevor, Trevor uh, Seaman comes in and almost blows it, but then handles business and makes some plays for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say it's because, you know, you don't really have any film on them. You had a little film on White last – I think he threw a couple picks against the Patriots in just a bad game, and then he comes out and plays well. Threw a couple picks uh, yesterday as well, but 400 yards and three touchdowns is, is amazing. And, uh, you know, you just I, – I don't know if they underestimate – I don't know if the Vikings just said we're at home. And who's this Cooper Rush guy? I don't know if they hear all the news. Like, oh, they don't have Dak, so we're good. I don't know if that goes into it. I don't know if the Bengals did the same thing. Oh, we're going to play the Jets. We just beat the Ravens. We got, you know, the NFC North and, you know, AFC North locked up. I don't know what it is. It's a good question. And um, I'm going to keep writing it. It's the same narrative as our short road dog narrative. It's kind of the same thing. People think free money, fade the rookie QB or – fade the road team coming in only catching three but they continue to cash so um panthers did it for me yesterday so we're gonna keep looking at those matt if i could if i could jump in just to sort of that piece, yeah Mac, i think you can go back and i think with the narrative i think it's two things combined like one is obviously just the public narrative especially in a case like you know, where Dak's going to go out and Dak's, you know, a, a top 10 quarterback. And it's like, oh, my gosh, there's such a major drop off, regardless of who it was coming in for Dak, you were thinking. So you have that narrative on the public side thinking, oh, I, there's no way I can back, you know, a backup quarterback by right the public. But then I think for like an X's and O's standpoint, you're, you're not a, a, a you're not an NFL backup quarterback unless you do something well. Right. You have to do something very well. And in the situation where you don't have any tape on you, no one knows what it is. You know, the other team doesn't know what you can do and what you can't do. So that's why I think we see sometimes in like these first games that guys come out and play, the offense knows what our, my guy can do. Well, I write an offensive coordinator. I know what my quarterback, my backup can do, and I'm going to create a game plan for what he can do. 
the defense has no idea. I mean, we can go back and look at, you know, Heineke tore up new Orleans last year in the playoffs didn't get a win, but he had an amazing game and everyone's like, Oh my God, Heineke, we get, everyone's got to give him a shot. Well, now you, you know, he gets a shot and we've kind of seen what he can and can't do. He can move the ball in the twenties, but again, another game by Washington, just atrocious. Uh, Chris, you said like they punted one time in the game and they put up 10 points, right? How does this happen? Um, it's once you try to figure out and like the Belichick example is like Belichick takes away the one thing that you can do and he makes you do what you're uncomfortable with. And I think as defenses start to learn what it is that you can't do, they force you into what you can't do. And that's what separates the backups versus the greats is the greats, you know, the best of the of quarterbacks in the game can do whatever they want to. They don't have necessarily a fault. Whereas, you know, you're coming into a game where no one knows what it is that you're good at. Well, that's where an offense has an advantage that I can do what I'm good at for a day. Yeah, that's good stuff. Keep an eye. I mean, we, we still have a long way to go in the season. Who knows what New Orleans is going to do if Taysom Hill's still out. So, again, the market is always going to overreact, some may say, to injuries. So, and, and there's certainly a few of those. Ask New Orleans, ask Tennessee. So, We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll get to talk about that a little bit later in the week. Let's get to a break. We'll come back. We'll get Kyle's take on the Niners game. Uh, we'll talk about uh, maybe a couple more and then get some maybe early likes for week nine. All right, we're out of the break just in time for my dad, Joe, to reload with another drink. So I'd love to see that. Uh, Kmart, let's talk about the Niners game a little bit. Finally looking a little alive on offense. Ran the ball really well. You got Kittle, I think, coming back in week nine. Justin Fields had a moment there where it was like a couple moments. And I don't think it's a coincidence, my opinion, that Matt Nagy was absent from this game. And Justin Fields probably easily looked the best he has all season. What are your takeaways there with Fields? What are your takeaways with the Niners? It was a very, very, very hard game for me to watch because – I love Justin Fields. He's the guy I really wanted the Niners to take because I, I, I feel in five years, he's going to be the best quarterback in the draft. And we finally saw signs of that yesterday. That touchdown run he had was, I mean, that's the type of shit Mahomes was doing his or I guess his second year. It, it was just phenomenal. Looks like they had him dead in the weeds twice. Got, got through Fred Warner. It's not a slouch. So, I mean, it was beautiful to watch. Passing the ball, you know, it was fine. It was a lot of dink and dunk, you know, but he was making the right decisions. Um, and they just utilized his running capabilities. Um, but Niners, yeah, no punts, no turnovers. Offensive line looked great. Granted, Khalil Mack wasn't there, hence why I – essentially that's why I picked the Niners. Um, defensively, you know, came up with a lot of big stops, holding them to field goals. And Niners were also kicking field goals. Missing extra points. It was it was just a for as good of a game it was. It was also just very a lot of like execution things again for both sides. Um, but as a Niner fan, you know, obviously you have to finally be like, okay, is this where we turn the corner? But got to get healthy defensively. I mean, depth is definitely an issue. Wasn't it? Uh, it was thirteen nine Bears at halftime, right? 
Uh, yeah, they were down four. Yeah, yeah we kicked yeah. a field goal right before half. Yeah, so you're like, oh, God, here we go. And then it seemed like the whole game turned on the Debo, the really long completion at Debo, and that just kind of opened everything up. And then they were able to turn the game off. Yeah. I was like third and 20. I was going to – I'm going to give it one. Maybe maybe there's a defensive penalty. Then I see this Steve Sarkeesian wide receiver bubble screen. It's like, oh, God. And then you just kind of see it for him. And <laughs> she's like, go, Debo. And then I text Neil. I was just like – Back in it. <laughs> so do, do you think going forward, again, there's a lot of season left, and can they build on this and kind of get back in this thing? I mean, the Rams are looking really, really good. Arizona is still obviously there. Now that Kyler's a little banged up. I mean, can they – they're better than some of these they're other fine. mediocre teams in the conference I mean, like Minnesota, right? Yeah, I mean, you got – well, I mean, definitely. But you got to remember there's that extra wild card spot now. So seven teams get in. And in the loss column, we're right there now. So it's next week. They're definitely going to, I'm probably driving Joe mad with this. We us BS, but <laughs> <laughs> I keep catching myself. I'm just like, come on, man. But oh, he had to get got, another. Yeah. They got a big, big test next week. I'm probably just going to be a very Homer and play them in my contest, even though I think it's a good pick. But obviously, I'm only playing it because it's a very DeGaff moment for me. And they, they got to show. They, uh, hopefully, D Ford can come back. Hopefully, Al Shazir can come back because they really need depth. Josh Norman needs to leave. That guy creates more defensive penalties than I've seen. Very good at stripping the ball. Guy needs to go to the nickel corner or something. He, he can't be a primary. Kid is driving me nuts. Anybody have anything you touched on the game next week? Anybody have anything on, on next week's slate that's sort of a now we don't want to be married or committed to things on Monday, but does anybody have one that, that really caught their eye when you started looking ahead? Yep. KC's KC three and four against Green Bay seven and one, and KC's two and a half point favorites. Kind of weird to me. But you know, I'm still we're still very in the infancy for week nine. I sent Jared my five early like I always do, but that was the one I saw. I was just like Vegas continues to send these what the fuck lines on Green Bay. They still don't know what the fuck's going on. So mm. whatever. Weird. Chris, you gotta be loving Houston versus Miami, scum versus scum, poop versus poop. Should uh should the Dolphins be seven point favorites over a uh, Pee Wee five year old team, let alone an NFL team? Fuck, if the Texans can rock and roll like they did in the last nine minutes, they'll be fine. But, yeah, I just wish they could get Tyrod back. Um, I think the Sharps already hit it. I saw seven and a half. It's down to seven. I'm going to be looking more at uh, more division dogs. Uh, I love that the Falcons got beat, and I love that the Saints beat the champs because you're going to buy low on the Falcons. Uh, It looked like it was three or four. It might even be up to five, five and a half. I love my number five, and um, I'm also taking a little gander at the um, – sorry, I fucking lost the Broncos just because I don't know if Dak or uh, the backup's going to play. Either way, I think the line's inflated because they went on the road and won. Denver did not look very impressive against Washington. Um, we already went over that. The Washington moved the ball great. Against them, they just could not punch it in once they get to the 20. Um, I think that uh, a touchdown or more 
uh, is kind of high. Uh, hopefully Broncos play tough and uh, give the Cowboys their first defeat against the spread. Dookie, give me your 15-second cap on Jacksonville plus 14.5 against the Bills. Well, I think someone got the look ahead at minus six or seven. That thing minus is, six and a half was the look ahead. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, give me the disgusting Urban Meyer led Jaguars. Wow. <laughs> Neil, Neil, I want to know how you're coming out of this week because you you tried to lose your contest picks, yet you went three and two. So <laughs> I, that's, that's the power of big Nelly buckets right there. <laughs> How do you, how do you even like wrap your mind around trying to lose but finding a way to win? Well, it's the same. I mean, for the longest time, we tried to you know we've all trying we were all trying to win, and I think how many of us are sitting under five hundred? I think all of us except Joe were sitting under five hundred. Yet we've Correct. been trying. And I mean, I, I mean, I think I look at it again. There were two of the games, two of my losses were toss ups. I, you know, Carson Wentz had one of the two most disgusting turn pick sixes I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, no one, like Joe said earlier, with that line move in the the Dallas game, there's no way, you, you know, you couldn't be on it. So, um, that I mean, that one was the one game that could have, you know, made a two and three versus me going three and two. Um, I mean, that's what's going to happen. So many games are just going to come, come down to, you know, a coin flip at the end, a bad pick here, a bad play there. Um, and that's what's going to happen. But yeah, it's like, it's just one of those things. It's like, of course I'm trying to lose. And, you know, I hit three or two been trying to hit, go 60% all season. And... Well, Kyle did the same shit last week too. Remember he's like, oh, I don't really want to win. And then he fucking had four of the same five plays as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, uh, well, it's the start of a new quarter, so it's a chance for all us idiots to get our heads on straight and see if we can get quarter three off to a good start. So we will leave it at that. Can't wait for Wednesday's show. We have a, uh, a college football matchup with something that hasn't happened since 1993, and it has to do with Wake Forest. So I can't wait to have Chris spend two days smelling that one and uh, and having something to say on Wednesday. So we'll get out of here with that. Chris, remind everybody before tonight's Monday Night Football game what happens sometimes when you bet on poop. There oftentimes is a wild, disgusting result. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Fuck out of you.